I, I would have to say 90% of the income came from platform leads and or platform generated, um, you know, uh, referrals, so to speak. Um, some of them were personal referrals and some was, you know, recurring customers. But I, I was told when I started in 2018 that it takes five years to really build your real estate business and build your brand. You know, I'm, I'm not a patient person. So to me, it took me two years to start building my brand. And I have a brand now. People know who I am. Um, and the ads have helped that. This is the Platform Marketing Show, where we interview the most creative and ambitious real estate agents in the country, dissect their local marketing strategy, and get the behind-the-scenes scoop on how they're generating listing leads and warm referrals. We'll dive into the specifics of what marketing campaigns are working for them, how much they're spending on those campaigns, and figure out how they have perfected what we call the Platform Marketing Strategy. This is your host, Tim Shermack. I'm the founder and CEO of Platform, I love marketing, and I talk too much. So let's dive in. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Platform Marketing Show. I'm joined this morning with Renee Scott. Renee is a realtor in the Fort Myers, Florida region, and Renee has a pretty uh, a pretty inspiring story. Um, I, I promise you, you've probably never heard uh, a realtor's story quite, quite like Renee's. Um, in terms of how she's grown her business, the obstacles and challenges uh, that she overcame, um, it really is inspiring. So I'm really excited to to uh, dive into this, and I hope this episode is as encouraging for everyone as it has been for me, just learning more about Renee's story. So uh, Renee, welcome to the Platform Marketing Show. Thanks, Tim. Good morning. So we, we got connected... Um, I'm not even sure. I think you had inquired maybe about platform in 2018 or 2019, something like that. And I think we kind of like stayed in touch, but it wasn't quite the right time. You weren't, you know, ready to sign up, but we had maybe emailed back and forth a couple times. And I, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what happened is you kept seeing examples or case studies of of other agents who were really, really successful. And eventually you're just like, you know, screw it. I've got to just give this a go. I mean, is that, is that accurate? Cause I remember one time we had a phone call where you called me and you know, this was probably in Feb February or March of, um, of, uh, 2020. Cause you, I think you signed up in March of 2020 is when you started the platform strategy and you basically said, all right, you know, um, let's just do this. I mean, what, what led up to that? What was going on in your life or your business that led you to just kind of take the plunge, even though you didn't really know how you would get the money to fund everything? Oh, well, I'm, I'm a relative newbie to real estate. I got my license in September of 2018 and went out of the gate running. I mean, four closings, before December 31st. And I thought, this is great. I love real estate, but I was a full-time musician. So real estate was always intended to be a side hustle. And then I started seeing all these ads for platform on Facebook and, and other ones too, but the other ones just didn't kind of grab me as much as yours did. So I remember talking to Mitch and I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't wrap my head around the money at that time. Um, 2019 kind of, I focused more on music and just kind of let real estate. I didn't, I was doing things, but not doing things. And my commission for 2019 was pitiful. It was like, I don't know, $20,000. It was ridiculous. Okay. And just to clarify for everyone listening, when you say that, you know, I was kind of like a part-time agent, but I was a full-time musician. Does that mean mm -hmm. like you're in, you're playing piano or guitar in a recording oh, studio or no, no, what do you no, mean when you say that a you're band. a full-time musician? Yep. Singer in a band. Yep. Okay, yeah. so you're like the so you're the lead singer in a band that plays mm -hmm. shows all yep. across Southwest Florida. What does a typical show look like? How many shows do you play a year? You know, it varies. Um, it can be anything. Sometimes it's five days a week. Sometimes it's one day a week. It just depends. You know how the clubs are down here. They it depends on when the 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 gigs are. But I mean, it's always been a full time living, and and still is. Believe it or not, I'm a full time realtor and still full time musician. Both. I I kind of balance the two now. Um, found a way to make that work, but. When I talked to Mitch, I couldn't commit in 2019. I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And then unfortunately, the Fort Myers area went to another agent who I happen to know. Um, but then 
2020 came along and COVID hit and the, my band gigs went gone. They were gone. Everything right, closed. To, to, to zero. To zero. Yes. And that was, that was your regular income, you know? So for, for, uh, you know, many people listening who maybe can't wrap their minds around a full-time musician because most people just don't know a person who does music full-time, right? That was your main, main job. And you were making as much in that, you know, job as like a lot of people make in their normal salaried careers because you're playing so many shows a year that it is full-time. So that's what was paying all of your bills and everything. And oh, then absolutely. When, absolutely. When, I had when, like 48,000 in income gone the day COVID hit and they closed all every show that I lost for the rest of the season totaled $48,000 gone like that. And gone. then, yeah, just to, to zero. Mm-hmm. And, and then that was around the, I think that was the same month that you had signed up for platform. Cause I seem to remember you signed up and literally within, I think it was like literally within two weeks, like the, you know, COVID was all over the news and it was just coming over um, where we had seen stuff on the news about this outbreak in China, you know, type deal. Mm-hmm. And then it was in those two weeks that we realized like, oh, it's coming to the U.S. It's spreading. You know, this is crazy. I think this was like the first or second week of March because I remember you signed up. It was like March and, 19th. Yeah, like I, I actually live in Naples. And so I was about a 45 minute drive away from where you were. So when you signed up, I was like, hey, you know, no problem. I'll drive over and we can spend a morning filming some videos just so you can start your platform experience with a couple listing videos and I'll teach you in person how to film, you know, a proper business highlight market update video. And so I drove up there and that was like the day that the world was, it was like the last somewhat normal day where people were still kind of edgy and they were kind of like trying to stay away from other people. If you saw them, you know, we weren't yet masked up. There weren't any lockdowns yet. But we went to a we went to a place that you I think knew the owners in mm-hmm. Fort Myers. The gathering, the gathering place, yeah, restaurant. Yeah, they were still the, open, so that's yeah. Where they were, we were they were still they were still open. I remember I got like a Cuban sandwich there because you were saying how good their Cubans were, and you filmed a market update video there. And by the way, that video is like great. I actually still use that as an example sometimes of like this is how to film a proper business highlight video as a retargeting video and that video was great but that was the last time i remember going out to eat and getting food at a restaurant for like months because after that cuban sandwich i had with you when you signed up everything was shut down right for like for like two months after that that was the last day i remember so like this is all happening in your very first month with platform, like you sign up and you're optimistic and you're like, okay, I'm going to make this, you know, investment in this marketing program and I'm going to take my career to the next level in 2020. And then literally within just a couple of weeks, the whole world just blows up and everyone's going crazy over, over COVID. What is going through your mind? At well, that it point? was, it was a dice roll because not only did I lose all my band gigs, but my husband is an executive chef in a country club, they're closed down. He gets furloughed. So now my husband's out of work. Um, he's out of work. So, I'm out so of work. basically, basically in like a two week period, your family yeah. lost their entire income. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's why, uh, you know, we had to take a chance on savings and say, we're going to have to dip into the savings and, and do this. Cause there was no way I was not going to put the mortgage in forbearance. I wasn't going down that path. I said, we're going to make money. I, it's not like music was my only career. I have a secondary option here and I either get it, you know, as they say, you know, poop or get off the pop. I, I was getting off the pot. So, was, uh, you know, doing, doing the, off the sidelines and into the game. And so I called Mitch, I remember calling Mitch back before I even got with you and just say, just, I know it's probably not open, but it's Fort Myers open. He goes, it is that other agent didn't, it didn't work out for her. And I know her and I actually ran into her and she was telling me, I was watching your videos and you'll crush this. She goes, I was terrible at videos. That's what she said to me. I was terrible at videos. And Sam's a great girl, but I was got to say, I'm thankful she gave up the spot because it, it went to me. And so, and I was still a little bit, you know, uh, skeptical that it was going to work. But within my first, I think it was, I think Tim wasn't my first two weeks. I, I had the lead hit. They went under contract. My very first platform sale came yeah, in, yeah, in you... April, like, yeah, you had a very, very quick return on investment because, you know, most most agents when they sign up and they and they start this platform marketing strategy, 
we're trying to like align expectations with the high hanging fruit philosophy, right? Where the goal is that we're generating a lot of leads. We're going to create a lot of retargeting campaigns. You're going to stay top of mind with all these people so that hopefully, you know, in five to six months, you start to see some closings. And then usually the real results start to more pop up in the six to 12 month range. And at that point, I think most agents will hit a sort of like escape velocity um, and uh, hit hit uh, a cruising altitude, right? Where it's usually six to 12 months. You're one of those agents who kind of got lucky that you got a lead who came in who was basically ready to go. And within, I think, a month, you had someone under contract. So that was kind of quick, quick evidence for you that, oh, okay, cool. There is, there is something to this. But Still, still close friends. Um, we do a lot of things with them. It's like, that's the other thing about the real estate business. You, you meet people and they become your friends, but even more than that, the strangers that have seen the ads, people that know me or know my husband have seen the ads. So it has brought like our inner circle of friends and family to like, Oh, I didn't know your wife did real estate. I've had several sales because of that. So I still contribute that to platform because even though it's a lead that didn't come into my dashboard or something, it's still yep, something yep. that reached out. It targeted family and friends. So they're coming to me and they're, they're referring somebody to me. It's been great. I'm, I'm telling you. It's yeah. Like, and, and, and yet all this is happening. Like, you know, you had, you, you had an early win, right? Where you got someone under contract, I think literally in your first month, but still this is all happening in spring and into summer of 2020 when most of the world is still pretty much locked down. So you are like starting your platform experience in what was probably the worst year ever, you know, to be a realtor in recent memory, unless we're going all the way back to, you know, 2007 or 2008. But, you know, to be fair, even in 2007 and 2008, the whole world wasn't locked down, right? Like the the uh, the uh, real estate market obviously took <laughs> a dump, but it wasn't like it was like illegal to go show a house or, you know. Well, not here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think Florida, in, <laughs> in in uh, you know March April of 2020, and then into the summer, I guess if you could survive that as a realtor, there is nothing that will ever happen in the macro economy that'll be worse than that, because most people were like afraid, even if it was legal to go show houses, because obviously uh, Florida is a more free state than many other states in the U.S. Um, Many people were still scared to. So even if it was like, you know, you were still allowed to go on showings, most people didn't want to. And so they're like, oh, we're just going to wait, you know, two or three months or we're going to wait and see what happens here. We don't want to make any major moves during COVID, you know. So your business yet still still grew in 2020 because, as you said, in 2019, your GCI was a lot closer to like twenty thousand dollars. Like it yeah, was, it was very, very, that was, it was very was, much. Uh, that was a paper route, basically. I had in yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> so. it was it was it was very much like a part time. Hey, my real job is I'm a full time musician, and I'll sell a couple houses on the side. And then platform in 2020 helped grow your business. And I think it's interesting what you said, and you 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 described like what what I call fuzzy ROI in a really practical uh, manner. In that, like, hey. A bunch of my husband's friends and our friends' friends started contacting us, saying, "Hey, you know, I saw uh, I've been I've been seeing Renee on Instagram, or I've been seeing Renee on Facebook. Um, I didn't even know she was a realtor, right? That's what we call fuzzy ROI because it's not even necessarily a lead who came in from a lead generation campaign, but it's all these people that are in the outer rims." of your sphere. Like they're not super, it's, it's not your best friend, right? Cause I'm assuming your best friends knew that you were licensed as a real estate agent. Yeah. But I sold those... my best friend a house, um, in, in 2020. So that, that worked out great. The, the interesting thing was my husband got contacted by a, a classmate from high school who said, Hey, I don't know if you remember me. And of course he did. Cause my husband remembers everybody, but she said, well, I saw your wife's you know, real estate video on Facebook and we were looking for a golf access house in Cape Coral. So next thing you know, they're in a house. So it was a beautiful thing. And he reconnected with an old high school classmate in the process. So in 2020 was very interesting, Tim, because I think I joined at the perfect moment because people got locked down. And so what they did is they turned to social media 
And so I had a captive audience for the most part is when, when I got started. Sure. And down here in Florida, when my real estate career was, I was out of the house, like from March, April, May, I, I had showings, I had things happening. Um, you know, we have obviously protocols in real estate when, with during COVID that we had to mask up and hand sanitizer and take the proper precautions, but uh, people were wanting to get out. They were wanting to do something. They didn't care if it was going to look at a house, but they did it. So it was perfect timing. And I don't think I could have done it without platform. I wouldn't have had the, the, the tools, but, but it was, it was great. I'm, I'm very grateful to the timing on it all. It was the best yeah. dice roll ever. I'm, I rolled, you know, I think, I think the, uh, the, uh, the impact that it made for you, I mean, obviously you, you picked up a bunch of leads who, who, who didn't know you. And I know that you've sold houses, mm -hmm to some of those leads who had no idea who you were that came through the lead generation campaigns. And that's, that's great. But, uh, a huge part of the return on investment for you has come in the yeah. form of that, uh, of that fuzzy ROI where it's like people on the outer rims of the sphere that like knew you, but they're not necessarily your best friend or whatever. And yet they didn't necessarily know that you were a practicing, you know, licensed real estate agent. And now they start seeing your retargeting videos and it's not just one video, right? It's multiple videos and multiple different posts. And you mm -hmm. keep, you keep popping up on their Instagram or Facebook and they realize like, Oh wow, she must be a really successful realtor uh, here. Cause I keep seeing her pop up. It looks like she's really busy. And in reality, what's happening is we are kind of creating that uh, that reality by running so many ad campaigns because the truth was in 2019 and going into 2020 you weren't yet a successful realtor right you weren't like uh, no selling no. a bunch of homes and and my ads on Facebook were open house this Saturday ooh under contract or hey look at this beauty and they were just ridiculous it's like everybody else's cookie cutter ads and I've gotten to the point now I want my ads to be anything but real estate if I'm going to do them. And, 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 and I'll give you a, a, an idea of how busy I am. I actually had to have Andrew. I said, can you please just stop my leads for a minute? I can't get caught up because 30 leads a day are coming in 40 leads a day. I'm like, I can't answer them all. And I'm one person. So I was like, I was starting to get overwhelmed. Bare, you know, it's the old joke. All the things are falling on. You're getting buried. And I was getting buried in leads, which is a great problem to have. It really is. And so those ads, believe me, they're just, they're hitting people. And, you know, it generates conversations on Facebook and, you know, like any of them, some are good, some are bad. You know, I'm not Bill Catlett. I don't, I don't engage with them. <laughs> Bill's great at that, but I just turn around. I go delete. I delete. I'm, I'm not a confrontational person in that respect, but it's funny. The people are for the most part, they're fun. They like to, they PM me, they follow me. They, yep. Yep. They, they are like my, my new friends. And, and actually, I'll tell you another interesting thing. When I joined Platform in 2020, one of the first leads I got in April of that year just closed on a house last week. So here we oh, are. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 we are, and we are recording this, just so everyone knows, in late January 2022. It's almost February 2022. So that would be an example of high-hanging fruit. They just closed last week and I was in constant contact with them. You know, I just remember to shoot emails out to people I know that are looking and, and I feel bad because some of those folks now, um, the price point they were in is non-existent anymore. Um, so they're having to switch gears, but I'm still in touch with them and seeing how I can help them out. But it's crazy and the leads are still coming in. And, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm from upstate New York originally, so I can tell you a lot of my leads are New York. New Jersey and Minnesota and those folks are escaping. We call them, and we have to call them our refugees down here. Right, right, right. And they're moving to <laughs> Florida. Know? Yep. I mean, that's me. I was, uh, I was born and raised in Minnesota mm -hmm. and moved to Florida. I think it's now been, uh, seven years and it was just, Hey, they're, the taxes are way too high in Minnesota and there's not any sunshine in the winter. So that's, you know, that's why we moved to Florida, but that, that really speaks to your um, your brand that you're building, because if those people are now contacting you and they start following you on Facebook, it's not like you're just generating leads of locals in Florida. It's like everyone in your greater sphere now knows that you're a successful realtor. 
and we kind of have created that reality where where before it was kind of like perception is reality. So let's make it look like you're a super thriving realtor. So people want to work with you. And then it happened and you have become a thriving realtor and now everyone wants to work with you. And now that's a real problem that you're dealing with is time management because you don't necessarily have all the time, you know, to follow up with all these leads. But that's a that's a much better problem than what you had a couple years ago when the problem was, oh, crap, I only made twenty thousand dollars this year. As you bet. I'll take that problem any day of the week. And and for any one of my my. Uh, platform peers out there in any other section of the country. If you are tired of where you live and you want to come down to the warmth, we can always start a team here. I could use the assistance. So, you yeah, know, there come, you go. come to the sun. <laughs> you know? So, uh, you, um, you, you kept growing and I'm not mm-hmm. sure what your GCI was in, in 2020. Cause that was obviously like the very first year you were a platform. I'm assuming it was more than 20,000, which it was in 2019. Yeah, well, I had no closings until April. So on January, February, March, not one closing. My closing in April was one that was on the books already. But then all of a sudden from May on, that's when the platform closings all started and other ones that, you know, from that, I think, you know, Tim, I'm, I'm terrible at this because people will ask me, I'm like, well, I don't know what I made. You know, I don't pay much attention. I just give all my stuff to my accountant. He does it. But I think my GCI in 2020 was about, maybe 70 maybe from but you got to consider like from may till the end of the year because truly i didn't do anything the first quarter at all yeah it's it was almost almost just half the year and that actually then would have replaced both your musician income and the previous year's real estate income just in that seventy thousand dollars so that doesn't like sound like it doesn't sound like a lot maybe to some of the people listening to this podcast, but for you, that 70K in the middle of the COVID lockdowns, being that your husband, you know, was furloughed from his executive chef job, all of your uh, musician uh, gigs completely dried up because of COVID, like that $70,000 was probably pretty meaningful. It was. And, and, and for a lot of people, which might sound like weird, but down here in Florida, fortunately, the governor opened us back up. So the music gigs were starting to come back in over the summer sporadically, but it still gave me that the income that was coming in. And then, you know, my husband's job came back like in September, but we had to survive a summer. And so real estate and small gigs here and there and savings got us through, but we don't have to worry about that again. We could have another COVID lockdown. We won't, thank God, um, here. But if it happened again, I am pretty confident that um, everything I have on the books is going to sustain us. And it was, yeah. Oh, I mean, and in the last <laughs> year, cause if we jump ahead in your story, right. The yeah. kind of the uh, happy ending is that in 2021, you made a hundred, uh, like 125,000 in did. GCI. So that obviously allowed you to massively build up your savings and investments because that's substantially more money than you had ever made in a year in real estate before. I mean, keep in mind, just two years prior, you made $20,000. Now, all of a sudden, you made $125,000. Uh, that that must have felt pretty good. It, it did. And uh, I, I would have to say 90% of the income came from platform leads and or platform generated, um, you know, uh, referrals, so to speak. Um, some of them were personal referrals and some was, you know, recurring customers. But I, I was told when I started in 2018 that it takes five years to really build your real estate business and build your brand. You know, I'm, I'm not a patient person. So to me, it took me two years to start building my brand. And I have a brand now. People know who I am. Um, and the ads have helped that. And, and not in, a, in, a, in an arrogant way at all. I just think the ads just put you, oh, yo, you did the thing. I love your one on the boat. They always go, I love your one on the boat. People say stuff to me. And that's how I got so what um, what what ad what ad or video is that like? Can you explain for people when you say like, "Hey, I had an ad on a boat." What was yeah. that? One of my one of our fellow platform agents, um, uh, Aaron and Sarah, had given me a listing lead here. Um, They're in the east coast of Florida, in the Palm Beach area, and they gave me a listing lead here in Cape Coral. Um, and so I went and went in, and I listed it, and that morning within like. Two hours after it going live on the MLS, I get a call from a couple from Minnesota and they said, well, we'll give you full price cash. 
And so when I talked to the seller, she says, you know, I don't have anybody walking through my house with an open house. I'm fine with that. Take it. So we literally went under contract and everything signed in less than eight hours. Wow. So I didn't get a chance to do a listing video there because we really hadn't, weren't ready for it yet. So I didn't do it. So I said, you know, I'm going to do a little post listing video. So what I did is I got a friend of mine who has a boat and we literally did a boat ride from the river to the house to show people how long it took to get from that house to the river. We got off the boat and then I wa- I said, let's go inside. And then I walked around to the front of the house. And I said, I'd love to show you the inside, but I can't because we closed this, you know, this one under contract in less than eight yeah, hours. Yeah, because it's already sold. I can help yeah, you too. Yeah. So then it was a great video. And, and that, you know, Andrew did and, a great job with that and it was perfect. So and 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 that basically ran as ran as a retargeting ad. So all the people on your all the people on your retargeting list from the previous uh, lead generation ads started seeing this video of you racing down the river in a boat, which I think is is great because it doesn't look like an ad, right? It's not the typical thing that would pop up on your Facebook newsfeed or Instagram where, you know, realtors with their fancy portrait photography or headshots or whatever. Um, it just, it just doesn't look like a typical realtor ad. So when that started popping up, people just kind of watch it. Cause like, Oh, interesting. Like she's on a boat. Where is she going? What's this all about? And it makes it memorable. Right. So, um, what are some other examples, Renee, of just some of your favorite ads that you've run, whether they were videos or even if they were just photo ads? Oh, my what favorite some- photo ad without a doubt is the one with me and my husband out front with my dogs, you know, about fenced yards. Because, you know, I love my I love my animals. I have four dogs and a cat. So anytime I can, I, I want to get them in my ads as much as possible because I adore them. Um, oh, okay. So I will I will explain for the listeners what you're kind of referencing because I actually know exactly what ad you're talking about. But the, 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 the average person listening to this probably has absolutely no idea what you're referencing. So we have an ad that we run uh, at Platform. Um, if, if this makes sense in your market, obviously, that is basically a, a free report of homes that have fenced in backyards. And obviously uh, for legal compliance reasons, we can't say it's like for families because that's a that's a protected class or whatever, but um, we can say, hey, this is a free report of homes that have big fenced in yards. And then we added, we added a little line in there that says, this is great for anyone who has dogs who wants a big, you know, big yard for your dogs to run around in. And rather than just using like a generic stock photo of a house that has a fenced backyard, we had the idea of like, hey, what if what if Renee actually poses for this picture with her husband and also all your dogs? So you have what a German Shepherd, you mm-hmm. have a Lab, an Aussie Border mix, and a Boxer Bulldog mix, and a cat, <laughs> and our cat O'Malley. Yeah, he didn't come outside yeah. for that one. He didn't like. So, he's like, I don't need to do this. <laughs> so. Sounds yeah. like a cat. So you had you had you had four dogs in this picture, and they're all pretty big dogs. I mean, these aren't like Huge. poodles or chihuahuas. Yeah, they're not poodles or chihuahuas. No, and my lightest posing... dog is seventy pounds. Yeah, your your lightest dog is seventy yes. pounds. That's that's awesome. So you you're you're posing for this picture. All your dogs are in the photo, and obviously, there's tons of um, comments on this ad because when we launched the ad, it's this photo, which proves that you're a dog person. You love dogs, and then it just says, "Hey." you know, having a, you know, home with a fenced, you know, or a big backyard is really important to me. And so I figured there's probably other people who also want that. So I created a free list of homes for sale here in the Fort Myers area that have a big fenced yard. And so we ran that as a lead generation ad. And obviously not only is it generating a bunch of leads, but it's also kind of uh, pulling double duty in the sense that this ad is also branding you because you are in the ad with your dog. So even if someone just sees it, and they don't request more information, if they don't register as a lead, it's still building your brand in the area because people remember, oh, wow, that's actually her, you know, with her dogs. And yeah, and the comments are great. Would, the one, one guy right. says, I'm not even in the market to buy or sell a house, but when I am, I'm coming to you because I love my dogs too, you know, so it's great. So they'll remember that ad. They will. That it's just a memorable ad and, and not because I'm in it. I I'm invisible in that ad. Those four dogs are the stars of that ad right there. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And again, that's just another example of this broader theme of Mm -hmm. the best ad. the best ads are the ads that don't look like ads, (laughs) right? Because when that pops up, it, it wasn't like a professional portrait photography where you went out and hired a super high end photographer to take a 
perfectly crisp picture with perfect lighting and everything. It's like, no, you literally just went out and took the picture with a cell phone, right? And so it doesn't it doesn't look like an ad when it pops up in your newsfeed, and that's precisely why that has performed so well. So as you as you look back on some of the other videos or ads that you've done, what are some other examples, Renee, of ads that you know just went really well because people actually mentioned it to you in real life? Oh, the one where um, there's a local restaurant in town, really popular, and and our, our server there that we love, you know, just he and I posed together holding the dollar bill, just talking about like when you spend your money locally. You, I think you you did this ad for me. When you spend your money locally, here's what your dollar gets you, you know, and it was great yep, <clears throat> because yep. people at that restaurant are seeing this because I tagged the restaurant in there. <clears throat> Sorry about that late night gig last night. Um, but all his friends are seeing it. They're sharing it. They're going, you know, oh, look at Donnie. You, you know, you, you made a Facebook ad, yep. you know, so it's like, it's great. <clears throat> Sorry, Tim. Um, and. And uh, that's just an example of featuring local businesses, local restaurants mm-hmm. in your advertising campaigns. And, you know, we just we just wrote a quick essay about like, hey, realize that when you support a locally owned restaurant, here's all the way that that money kind of like recirculates in the local economy because, you know, they're ordering their food often from, you know, local farms. They're getting local produce when they can and they're paying their servers and that money stays in the, you know, in the local economy and they're going to shop locally because they probably own or rent in the area versus obviously if you go to like a big nationally owned corporate chain, a lot of that money flows immediately out of state to wherever that, you know, national chain's headquarters are. And so we just wrote a quick, we uh, wrote a quick, you know, ad about that, but you know, what's, what's important when you're taking a stand on an issue like that is that you don't want to come off as cranky or like you're too much of just an annoying idealist. And I think that you do a really good job with that, Renee, where, you know, on that ad, it wasn't like we're like shaming people who go to McDonald's or something or shaming people who do want to grab a national chain every now and then. It was just in a very friendly kind of casual way. It's like, hey, when you can support local small businesses and then you had the actual business owner in the ad right so they're in the photo so all of their friends like you said saw them pop up and they're like oh wow i didn't know that you know you're even on facebook or on social media when in reality it's obviously your your ad and so one that was a great one and the other my other favorite i gotta say because i don't want it to skip my mind is the memorial day ad with the saving private ryan love that ad still love that ad that still generates so much um I mean, people just love that ad. They do. Yeah. It's- and so that's uh, for, for, <clears throat> for those who are listening who have no idea what she's talking about. That's an ad that uh, that's an ad that Renee has done where it's uh, we basically re re-edited a short clip from the movie Saving Private Ryan. And we just talk about the real meaning of of Memorial Day, which is that it's, you know, actual soldiers who have died, right? It's not just a generic, it's not a generic holiday about soldiers or the armed forces in general. It's specifically to honor those who actually gave their lives. So, you know, when you, when you go out to your Memorial Day picnics or in Florida, a lot of people head to the beach on Memorial Day. Just remember, it's not a generic memorial or it's not a generic patriotic holiday um, like the 4th of July is, you know, like Independence Day. This is specifically to honor people who like gave their lives. And so obviously that ad gets a lot of engagement because we're putting some real, some real thought and some substance into what we're saying. You know, we're not just posting a picture of an American flag and saying happy Memorial day, which is what, you know, which is what most people do. So the, the, the broader theme here that I can kind of draw out from a marketing strategy perspective is that you can't really build a brand and activate those those outer rims of your sphere and start getting all those referrals and get that fuzzy ROI, right? You can't really do that with just one random really good ad. No. Because and, you've and I mean you have off- to make those those ads have to also apply to you. It's just it's it's easy. Someone can you can give me an ad and go here when you go do this ad. You gotta find a way to to apply it to make it personal to you. Like yeah not, it, not exactly it. make it make it relevant to you and personalized for you. But it's not just 
like one randomly really, really good ad, even if you have an ad that just goes viral and is amazing, like if you only have one, you're not really going to build a brand doing that. But I mean, I just asked you, hey, what are some of your favorite ads? And in the last five minutes, I mean, you rattled off four examples of ads that you've done just immediately off the top of your head that uh, that your audience really engaged with and that you enjoyed. And so and there's probably another four or five that you could name as well. So there's actually a lot of these ads going at the same time. It's not just like one ad did super well and that built your entire brand. You know, it's it's the cumulative effect of a bunch of these different retargeting campaigns working simultaneously. So when people click on one of your lead generation ads, they keep seeing all these other various retargeting posts and it keeps you uh, keeps you top of mind because it's not like they're just seeing the same ad over and over and over again. No, and 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 again, to, to refer back to your Memorial Day ad that you did, where I grew up in upstate New York, my hometown, Seneca Falls, is birthplace of women's rights. Two miles away is Waterloo, birthplace of Memorial Day. So I was able to show that sign in Waterloo of Memorial Day. So who do you think is seeing that? Everybody I went to high school with, all my parents, their friends, they're seeing this. They love it, the little shout out to that. But Cape Coral is also a Purple Heart City. So we have that whole Veterans Memorial that is along the Veterans Bridge, which is where I filmed some things from there. So it's an it's interesting. So if you make you take the ad, which could have been just, you know, one thing of just say, hey, it's about Memorial Day. But the other thing is we, it's about my town where I live in, and it's about the town where I came from. That was just a perfect storm of an ad for me because it 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 went home and it came here. So it was, you know, is trifecta, so so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to, just to change gears a little bit, Renee, I wanted to ask you with all the, with all the videos that you filmed at, you know, local small businesses and local restaurants, uh, especially, especially being, you know, a lot of those restaurant owners because you're constantly, you know, playing shows at these restaurants on weekends with your, with your band. And obviously your husband is, um, your husband is an executive chef in the area. So people know him as well. Uh, are the small business owners appreciative? Are the restaurant owners appreciative when you highlight them in the videos? Like how many of them have actually contacted you saying either thank you for doing that promo of us or even asked you like, hey, could you do us next month? Could you highlight us next month? I have, well, I'm going to take a step back from that. I, I, the, the, had they asked me? No. Did they remember it? Yes. Have they, when I go back in, because I try sure. to hit everybody. There's a lot that I want to do. And again, I'm just overwhelmed. So my my videos may be like far and few between, which shame on me. I need to get back to doing more because, but I'm so busy. So I don't know, right, good problem, right. bad problem, you know? And <laughs> so. and by the way, that is that is really funny that you say that because like almost every person that I interview on the Platform Marketing Show says a variation of that where they're like, oh man, I could be doing so much of a better job. Like I know I could be filming more videos and creating more content. And mm -hmm. yet you're saying this and it's like, well, your GCI has grown literally over a hundred thousand dollars in the last year. So clearly what you're doing is working and yet you still acknowledge, oh man, I could be doing so much of a better job, you know, with this. It's all goals, you know? So, you know, once that goal was set last year, so where, where's my next goal have to go? Well, of course it has to go bigger and more. I got I to gotta do more. So the only way to do that is to have more, you know, targeting, more retargeting ads. I've got to get off, you know, the, again, I got to get off the pot, Tim, you know, I got to do some more. So that's, it's definitely a challenge to be working two full-time jobs because I still full-time musician, still full-time real estate agent. I'm juggling, yeah. you know, when I get off this call, I got real estate to do. And, yeah. So we know, are, we are actually recording this. So, so, so people know we're recording this, this uh, podcast episode on a Saturday morning because I had initially, um, I think I had emailed Renee like a couple weeks ago saying, Hey, do you have any availability on Thursday or Friday afternoons? And uh -huh. you're like, no, unfortunately I have to play a show, you know, on Friday night. So there's no way I can do anything that afternoon. And so we're doing this on a Saturday morning and she was like, oh, you know, I, you know, obviously performed last night. So my voice is um, <laughs> feeling a little bit sensitive this morning. So I hope I can make it through because I sang, you know, last night and I was like, all right, we'll just we'll, you know, like we'll figure it out. So you you very much are still a full time musician and yet you're mm -hmm. also crushing it as as a real estate agent. Like you're not you are definitely no longer a part time 
a part-time agent. Cause I think anyone who is making 125 in GCI, you can pretty safely say they're a full-time successful agent, you know? I love um, this. I love the job. It's, it's been a great career, but um, an unrealized one until I, again, I have to say it was very daunting to, to say, I'm going to do this. And I was biting my nails. Um, but looking back, it's like, wow, best decision ever. It really was. I would never have gotten to this point if I didn't take that plunge. Never. Yeah. I mean, and again, <laughs> just to like highlight, highlight the, the, uh, emotional and financial challenge that that probably was March of 2020, you had just signed up like literally a week or two before that. And then all of a sudden COVID hits, you lose all of your scheduled shows that were coming up. And I mean, each of those shows pays your band. What is a, what is a typical average? Are you making a couple oh, thousand dollars a show or? Yeah, it's, it's, it all varies, but, um, and actually I'm going to, I'm going to step back because I had already COVID hit. I had lost my gigs when I signed up for platform. I was already looking at zero income from bands when I took this plunge. It wasn't like I said, I signed up and lost the gigs. Sure, I lost sure. the gigs and signed up, which even more daunting if anybody's out there going, well, no, what am I, you know, I can't do that. I don't know about the money. I had no money. It was savings. I was going into savings and saying, I'm going to do it. And so, and again, so, so it was a big, it was a big decision, but uh, fortunately the right decision. And um, Becky down in Naples, who's another uh, agent in the next county over, I had lengthy conversation with Becky about it because I knew she was, you know, obviously we all work together down here. We know a lot of the different agents. I had a lengthy conversation with her. I was scared to death to do it. And, you know, She's the one who yeah, I mean, me back from the is, web and said, do it, do it. <laughs> it know? is, it is a, it is a huge investment. I mean, most agents who stick with platform, their marketing every year is probably going to cost them like when all is said and done, probably about $25,000, sometimes even more, depending on how much you're obviously investing in the ads budget. And so let's say that it's just $25,000. Well, that's more than you made in the entire year prior selling real estate because your GCI was only $20,000. So you were committing more to a marketing program than the entirety of what you made in the last year from real estate. So that's, that's obviously a massively bold bet. And yet you still went forward with it and you stuck with it. You didn't quit. And now, you know, um, a couple of years later, you can actually look back and say this, this decision added over a hundred thousand dollars to our family's income. I've paid for my marketing for it. I don't know. If I've sat down pen to paper, I paid for my marketing for what, five years. I, you know, my whole thing was if I can just get enough leads and I break even with this without costing me money, I was going to be happy. I did more than break even. I don't, I paid for it and sustained. And not only that, with the, the, the closings that I've had, it's paid for platform for last year and this year and next year. And I think probably into 2024 too. Um, so how do you complain about that? I never would have had that. So I can't look at it and go, look at all the money I spent. I wouldn't have had that money. So I, the investment is in me now, but you know, that's why I have to look at it. I finally invested something in me. So it's, it's been worthwhile. I'm, I'm glad I did it. And you know, I, I fully expect your business Renee to grow even more here in 2022, because as the, as the world starts to get back to normal, you know, because obviously we were much more open and free in Florida than pretty much any other state. But still, there's some people even in Florida, you know, who were just nervous. You know, even if buying even if buying a house or going on showings or listing their house or all this is, you know, perfectly legal, um, they're still nervous to do it. And a lot of people are kind of waiting on the sidelines just because of all the general uncertainty in society right now. And so... 2022 seems like it's going to be the big year of transition where things start getting back to normal. A lot of businesses are rehiring, you know, and the the economy is growing and things are opening up and hopefully just in this in this general sense of people feeling anxious or uncertain, that starts to fade away in 2022. And so I think your business will grow even more if even in 2021 you still added a hundred thousand dollars to your GCI, I would, you know, I would expect that in 2022 and beyond, that's going to grow, that's going to grow even further. 
Yeah, I have no doubt. And we're thriving down here. And that's why it's always shocking to me when somebody comes from, like for what some classmates were down here on vacation and from New York. And it's just, it's still, I can't wrap my head around the whole thing because we've been so open and we're thriving. We're short staffed on places down here. People want to get out and do things. The calls are coming, but it's just crazy because I still, I have to remember, you know, not, not every state is Florida. I'm very fortunate to be a real estate agent here. I know that some of my peers in other states have it a lot worse than we've got. We got it great here, you know? Um, so yeah, and I'm, there's obviously, there's yeah. obviously people from around the country that are wanting to move to a place like, you know, like Fort Myers. So, mm-hmm. um, awesome. Well, is there anything else I can hear one of your four dogs uh, barking in the background, Renee. Yeah. Which one is that? That's Jojo. Jojo That's my is lab. Yeah, my lab. lab. He, okay. um, he, he barks just randomly when the other dogs are playing. He'll just bark like he's encouraging the, 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 the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So is there, <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to add? And often, often the last question I ask on these podcast interviews is if there's an agent listening to this right now, who is like where you were at in March of 2020, where their business just isn't where they want it to be and where they think it should be, but they're scared to pull the trigger on platform, or they recently signed up for the platform strategy and they're just getting started. And obviously it's a big investment and they're scared about that because they're like, oh my God, what did I just get myself into? What would you say to that person if they're listening to this episode? What would you say to just encourage them? For me, um, once I got started, I would say, take the negative out of the equation. Don't say, oh my gosh, what did I do? I can't do this. I take can't away. Have faith in yourself. You know, you, you were smart enough to, you know, make the call and sign up or you're actually watching it. So take all the negatives out of the equation and just say, you know, you're, 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 you're qualified enough to do this and you have enough faith in yourself. This is for you. So you're in charge. You're at the range. So just you either do it and, and have faith in yourself. But if you keep saying can't, then can't will be the star of the show. Just don't let can't be the number one thing in your mind. Just say, I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. You know, be positive about it. Cool. Cool. I think that's an awesome awesome spot to end. And I just feel really encouraged even, uh, listening to your story again and hearing you put it in your own words of, you know, Hey, I literally made $20,000 in real estate GCI the year before platform. And now this last year you went from 20,000 to $125,000. I mean, it's a, it's a cliche. It's an overused term, very stereotypical, but Going from twenty thousand to one hundred twenty-five thousand is like life-changing money. It is life-changing. It is, and it's been great. I just I, and I feel like I'm part of a big family here with platform. That's the other thing too, from the other agents sending like that listing that the Aaron and Sarah sent me, and you know a, a referral I had for Jeremy and Amy Lucas. I just love my fellow platform agents because we kind of all have each other's back, and because we're all on the same ride, you know. Yeah. And like, like you know, agents are obviously sending referrals back and forth all the time. Just, uh, you mentioned Jeremy, Jeremy's up in Sarasota area. Um, Amy Lucas is over on the space coast, kind of like Melbourne, Florida. Um, the, uh, roses are over near, you know, Palm beach and people send referrals back and forth all the time. So that's another, uh, hidden benefit, I guess you could say of the platform, the platform family is that, not only are you generating leads, you know, buyers and listings from your actual advertising campaigns, but often you can get warm referrals from other agents who know that they have a client or they know someone, you know, moving to Fort Myers. So I was like, oh, cool. Well, I'll obviously connect them with with Renee because, um, you know, even uh, who was who is the gentleman who moved down from Minnesota that had 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 an affiliation with Allison and Main Street Marketing? Oh, and then you Lloyd got, and Sarah. And, Lloyd, and, Lloyd Sarah. and Sarah. Yep. And you got connected with them kind of through those platform connections and yep. they obviously moved down and bought a, bought a really nice house in Cape Coral. Love them. They're great people. They're and you know, obviously <clears throat> as, as, as you become friends with a lot of these clients um, and it, you know, moves from just being a transaction with someone buying 
a, a, a house with you to like actually being their friend, right? Absolutely. Um, they're they're going to refer people to you as well the way that friends refer people. So um, I think you've done an excellent job with that, Renee, of actually getting to know your clients and truly becoming friends versus just viewing them as a statistic, um, you know, in your business. So like I said, your business is going to continue to grow. So uh, that's all we have for this episode. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. And Renee, I know you're super busy. You're going to have to head out and do a full day of realtoring. Um, and so thank word? you for your, I just made it a word. It's a <laughs> verb now. So like but I'll it. probably get, I'll probably get sued by the NAR. So, um, <laughs> thank you for your time this morning, Renee. And uh, I think this episode will be really encouraging to everyone who listens to it. Thanks guys. Until Thanks, next guys. time.